At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the first hour was great. We'll see if we can make the second hour better. Sunday Bet Prep, Scott Spreitzer, Matt Humans here at the VSIN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook downtown. Las Vegas on a Saturday night. Paul Bovey, straight out of Puerto Vallarta, joins us now. He's on the beach, about ready to jump in his boat and go fishing for lobster. Uh, Paul, <laughs> how are things going in Mexico, by the way? Oh, everything's great, man. I heard you guys have some rain. It's balmy weather here. It's gorgeous. Uh, can't ask for more than that. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Puerto Vallarta. It's a uh, nice place, man. It's a... Uh, not too far from Vegas either if you want to hop on a plane. All right, so you've, uh, you're handicapping the NFL, betting the horses, doing everything you did when you lived in Vegas down in Mexico. Let's uh, start off Wild Card Weekend with the Vikings and the Giants. And it's a uh, rematch, obviously, like all the games are in this round. Uh, Paul, I think you expect Daniel Jones and the Giants to show up here. They're three-point dogs in Minnesota. How, how do you handicap this game, and how did you bet it? You know, one of the daunting challenges that we have as gamblers is not allowing our fanhood to creep into our handicapping. But no matter how many times I go over this game, I can't make a case against the Giants. A lot of people will draw upon their two five and one record over the last eight, and I get it, but that was yesterday and tomorrow's tomorrow. I'd rather reflect on that last game 
Christmas Eve where the Giants actually outplayed Minnesota in every phase of the game except special teams. Now, Daniel Jones, 30 of 42 for 334. And by the way, he had only eclipsed 228 yards on two occasions this year. One of those Detroit, one of those against the Vikings. They outgained the Giants did uh, the Vikings 460 to 373, but they victimized themselves. DJ threw a pick. Uh, Bellinger fumbled at the Viking 23-yard line, and they had a punt blocked, which resulted in the score. And by the way, Richie James dropped a lollipop over the middle with five and a half minutes ago, left more points on the, off the board. And despite all that, it took a 61-yard buzzer beater uh, field goal to beat them. The Giants also lost their defensive end, Ojolari. Uh, he had already racked up one sack in the game, four and a half in his previous four. He's five and a half on the season in six games. He'll be back for this one, as will Adoree Jackson. He was out, and Jefferson basically exploited Moreau, and I don't think he'll be uh, privileged to do that in this contest if Adoree's knee is fully healed. So I really like the Giants here. The team total over the 21-and-a-half, 22-and-a-half. Minnesota, if you back out this last Chicago game, has allowed their opponents in the previous eight games to eclipse 22 or more points. So uh, I think the Giants are going to put up some points. Daniel Jones will have a big game, and the Giants will go on and advance. If you like the Giants, uh, DraftKings right now to plus 135 on the money line if you think they're going to win the game straight up. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing about a 24 to 10 game. You can kind of tell what I'm going there. I got the under uh, in the game, Paul. And I was, I went back. It's going to be interesting to see if the Giants remain disciplined in their offense. The last 36 times, this is going to like sound crazy, but the last 36 times that they've faced a defense that allows at least 61% passing, they've scored 18.6 points per game. And when you kind of go back and look at that, I'm sitting there going, you know, and of course, this is a lot of it to do before Dable came along. But I'm like, it's like they say, okay, we can go up against a team that's soft against the pass. We're going to throw the ball more than we normally do. And it doesn't usually work in their favor. Now, again, most of those games came uh, before this season. But I'm with you. I think the Giants get the win. Paul, the only thing that kept me off the Giants in this game was the fact that the line's a point and a half shorter than it was three weeks ago when that game was also played in Minnesota. Any thoughts on that line going from four and a half down to three in the last three weeks? Yeah, well, well, Scott, uh, you know, sometimes the ship sails and you have to make a decision. Is it still worth it? And I, and I just think the Giants are a better team. Now, you look at the point disparity, it's pretty much even. Uh, minus three, I think the Giants were uh, during the regular season. Uh, the Vikings were minus six. I may have flip-flopped that one. But uh, I just believe the Giants are a better football team, and I believe they're going to just handle things, handle business. Minnesota could be one of the worst 13-win teams sure. in the history of the NFL, and, and I like the Giants to go on, even though I'm not getting, we're not getting the best of the number here. But I think on the team total, you didn't lose anything. So if you want to just look for the Giants to score some points, which they should, uh, you can just go that route and, and call it a day. Looking at that Cincinnati game against uh, Baltimore, Matt and I were both looking to, uh, and I think Matt already might have done it. I haven't done it yet, but looking to uh, knock Cincy down to about a two and a half point favorite with a six point 
teaser, I'll probably line him up with Tampa Bay potentially. Any thoughts on this game or any bets that you've made thus far between the Ravens and the Bengals? Well, obviously the issue here for Baltimore is the quarterback situation. And, and you probably want Hunley in there uh, just for the experience. He's thrown over 300 in uh, passes in his career, though he, did, he does have three fumbles this year, which is a bit problematic. But even if it's Anthony Brown, I believe he will learn from last week's experience. He threw two picks. One of them was a deflected pass. Then there was a strip sack for a touchdown. Those two picks left the Bengals with short fields, 48 and 32 yards. Now, the Bengals, despite a 4-0 turnover ratio, they didn't put that game away till very late. Watkins fumbled the ball on the 30-yard line with three minutes to go, or they could have been in a dogfight to the end. Uh, but this, this game, or the game on Sunday, uh, was a stark contrast to that 1917 Baltimore win early in the season because Mixon had one of his best games, 12 carries, 78 yards, 5.6 average. And then on Sunday, he was shut down, 11 carries for 27 yards. And that was the Roquan Smith uh, <laughs> factor. Uh, the guy is an absolute tackling machine, 169 uh, tackles total combined with the Bears and the uh, and the Ravens. And look, Baltimore seems to have the secret sauce when it comes to defending Joe Burrow. He's uh, attempted 77 passes this year. He's completed 49, 432 yards. It's a 5.6, 5.7 average. And they got to him twice last week. And uh, they're going to get to him again. He had two miraculous escapes last week. Their offensive line has been dinged up. They're without Kappa and Collins. Uh, Baltimore was running the ball last week. They got stopped on a drive due to a holding penalty. It ended up with a fourth and one at the 30-yard line, uh, and they didn't make it. Uh, basically, here's what's going to happen. If the Ravens turn the ball over once or less, I believe they can win this football game because they can hold the Bengals to 17 to 20 points. And that at least gives them a shot, a good shot to cover, if not win the game. Scott had some great numbers on that and how the Baltimore defense has uh, kept Joe Burrow, the Bengals offense under wraps this season. Paul Bovey with us, professional sports better. Follow on Twitter at Paul Bovey, B-O-V-I. And uh, Paul, before we let you go, we got uh, about two and a half minutes here. I want to get your thoughts on the Cowboys-Bucks game on Monday night because we've talked at length about it. Scott and I both are on the, the Tampa Bay side in the game. Uh, what are your thoughts, and did you play the game on Monday night? I did not. And, and the reason is that Dak Prescott is just so unreliable. I mean, you would think it couldn't get any worse than that Bucks game uh, first week of the season when he threw for 134 yards and then he throws for a buck 28 last week against Washington. So I, I can't really get a good read on this game. I'll probably come up, come up with a prop Fournette should have success running as he did in the first game. I think he ran for like a buck 30, a buck 20. Uh, but I know it was over five yards of carry, but uh, at this point I don't have a play on the game. All right, the only one we didn't talk about is Dolphins-Bills, and that kicks off uh, Sunday morning. And uh, Bills, 13.5-point favorites. 
Do you uh, well, do you have a play? Did number, you play a side, a total, or a prop in the Miami Buffalo game? I have not played one yet, and okay. I will not be on this game. I I just don't like the number. It's baked into the cake. Buffalo's going to win the game. It's just a question of uh, how much they pile it on. So yeah, I, I kind of kind of feel the I'm same with way. It, Paul. I'm just passing that game altogether. I've I passed on that game too. Uh, Paul, you going to be back in uh, Vegas when the Super Bowl props go up? I will be. I'll be there Wednesday, and I'm departing on Friday. All right, quick trip. So if you want to catch Paul Bovey, get a photograph or an autograph. Uh, he'll be at the <laughs> Westgate Superbook and other spots around town uh, when the Super Bowl props go up. Paul, thanks a lot, man. Uh, have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Paul loves to play the Super Bowl props, too. And that's Absolutely. every year you can count on seeing him at the Westgate Superbook tonight on that Thursday night when the props go up on the board. He's one of the guys in line firing right away. How many do you play? I average about seven, I would say, props. Well, by the time the, the game Bowl. kicks off, probably about ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we're in the same neighborhood. Yeah. I always got to find props that doesn't matter who's winning the game, blowout or not. Those are the props that I'm looking to back. I don't tie props to who I think is going to win in case mm-hmm. I'm wrong. And next thing you know, all your props are out the window by the end of the second quarter. So... But it'll be about seven or eight probably by the t- – and I do play a couple that are just for entertainment purposes. Right. You know, that adds to the mix a little bit. But, uh, Paul, man, this guy's probably the – he bets more props than anybody I know throughout the regular season in the NFL by far. No question. That's why we like to get him on the show too. He is uh, one of the best NFL prop bettors you're going to find anywhere. All right, that's Scott Spritzer. Matt Eumann's here. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about the game that's, uh, I think, the, the least – Interesting one to handicap, and that's Dolphins-Bills. But we have some more stuff. We're going to talk about potential Super Bowl matchups again. And how about this number from uh, Ralph Michaels of Wager Talk? You might find this hard to believe. We'll come back with this trend here in a couple minutes on Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 all season. Guinness made it more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com is where you go for all the details, as always. DraftKings.com. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here. Let's talk Dolphins, Bills. Uh, we have to. Last year, <laughs> last year was the first time the uh, playoffs expanded to 14 teams, and only one underdog covered. The dogs were 1-5 in the wild card uh, round. The dog to uh, win, the 49ers on the road. Uh, over the Cowboys, 23-17. That was only dog to cover. That dog also won outright. I think a lot of people are going to be stunned if the Dolphins went outright <laughs> in Buffalo in this round. But, Scott, if this number goes to 14, it's sitting at 13.5. Uh, could you be tantalized into taking the points with Miami plus 14 with Skylar Thompson or not? I think I'm going to pass on this game. I thought this week, well, if it gets 14, I might play it. I really don't even want to play this game of 14. I saw 14 earlier Saturday at the Nugget, the mm-hmm. Golden Nugget. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> Quick answer. <laughs> no, I'm not backing Skylar Thompson, who, by the way, though, says he's feeling much more confident with every snap he takes. So there's that. Well, you would think he would. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. But uh, he's had a problem with the speed of the NFL mm-hmm. and making that adjustment from college. We talked about that a little bit earlier, and now he's about to see speed at a whole different level, another level. I can't back Miami with Thompson, the quarterback. He's going to face an environment like he's never seen before in his entire life as a college quarterback or now in the NFL. And, uh, you know, one write-up mentioned that he's a rookie like Brock Purdy, but he doesn't have the supporting cast around him like Purdy has. Absolutely. You know, Miami doesn't have the same kind of team or coaching, and I have nothing wrong. I, I like the coaching staff for Miami for the most part, but they're they're not Shanahan and his gang, and they don't have that supporting cast around him, Skylar Thompson, 
like Brock Purdy does. If you put Brock Purdy on the Miami Dolphins, I'm not so sure this line would be a whole lot different because he wouldn't have had the great run that he had uh, with San Francisco in all likelihood, even if he played in as many games. But Thompson's got three games where he's thrown more than 20 passes this season. Three games where he's thrown more than 20. And in those games, his per-pass average is 4.96. Horrible. Uh, the offense clicked with Tua, uh, but it's been just bad without him. They scored 11 points last week, three field goals and a safety. They can't run, and that makes it even easier for Buffalo to harass a young quarterback who is not going to be at a level that I think you can back in this game. Miami beat Buffalo by two. They lost to Buffalo by three in the two meetings this year, but it was Tua at quarterback both times. The big take I got from those games with Tua being out is on the other side, which is Josh Allen. He went 67 for 103, 700-plus yards, six touchdowns, no picks in the two games combined against Miami. Uh, The thing that bothered me is that he had 35% of his team's rushes, carries, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't like that. I don't think he needs to run the ball and carry at 35% of all carries by the Buffalo Bills in this game. The other should run more. And those that are not named Josh Allen that carried the football at least once uh, for the Bills in those two games, well, they combined for 34 carries at over four yards per. So why do you need Josh Allen running the ball as much as he did those first two times? I don't think he will. I think they'll wear this team down throughout the entire game. And you would have to think Skylar Thompson makes a couple of key mistakes and turnovers along the way. I mean, He's just going to face something that he's never even come close to facing before. Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, Skylar Thompson didn't even think he was going to play this season, I'm sure. He was thrown into the fire because of injuries to Tua and Teddy uh, Bridgewater. You go back to week three, Dolphins beat the Bills 21-19, to but that was very deceiving. Uh, Josh Allen passed for 400 yards in that game, and the Bills outgained the Dolphins 497-212. to Yeah. Uh, but I did think Tua bounced back and had one of his finest performances in that game at Buffalo on December 17th. That was when the Bills had to rally to win 32-29. to The Dolphins led 29-21 early in the fourth. What the Dolphins did well in that game, they ran the ball sure. against the Buffalo defense. Raheem Mostert <clears throat> broke off a big run in that game. He had 136 yards against the Bills last month. And if you go back to Week 18 against the Jets, Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. combined for 143 yards on the ground. If the Dolphins can move the ball on the ground, uh, they've got a chance here to stick in it and cover the number. But I think that's their only prayer. You can't rely on Skylar Thompson to make plays. I think if Thompson, you know, with Thompson at quarterback, they're not going to be able to run the football because I think Buffalo can cheat against the run a little bit. And Skylar Thompson's going to have to make plays. I, I think, you know, you hear this a lot, and I know it sounds pretty simple, and a lot of coaches don't like to do it with a young quarterback. Man, I just come out right away, play action right off the bat. First and 10, I'm going to play fake. They're going to be expecting them to run the football. Mm -hmm. Look for your tight end. Look for a pass over the middle, five, six yards downfield. Something safe and secure. And when Buffalo's thinking run, to loosen things up, to loosen up Skylar Thompson in his own right. If they come out and just start running the football, first and 10, second and eight, now he's passing on third and seven, it's going to be a long afternoon for Miami. They got no chance. Change things up a bit. Give this guy an opportunity. And by doing that, I think you have to throw the ball on running downs and run the ball on throwing downs once in a while. you got to be a contrarian. Absolutely. Do it inside out. I, I like uh, what you're saying there because it frustrates me when you have a young quarterback and the play caller, uh, whether it's the uh, coach or the offensive coordinator, first down, I saw this last year of Mac Jones and the Patriots mm-hmm. a lot, and this bothered me about Josh McDaniels last year. Uh, on first down, run the ball up the middle for a yard. Second down, run the middle ball up the middle for a yard, and then you're in third and eight. Yeah. You're not doing a young quarterback any favors 
by putting him in third and eight. Let him throw the ball on first down and second Absolutely. down. And that's why I think the Dolphins have got to do it. Mike McDaniel is, a, uh, I think, a pretty smart guy. He should realize that. We'll see if they call plays that way for Skylar Thompson. A seventh-round pick out of Kansas State. We've got Brock Purdy, the <laughs> last player in the draft, and Skylar Thompson, uh, also a seventh-round pick, both starting on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Ralph Michaels of Wager Talk. And you've probably seen this out there, but uh, I saw it first from Ralph, so I'm going to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Double-digit favorites in the NFL playoffs covered 11 consecutive games going into uh, this year. And uh, the Niners were nine-and-a-half-point favorites today, so didn't quite fit that criteria, but they won big two uh, today, 41-23. to So you can't be afraid to play the big favorites in the first round. That's 11-0, and and that goes back about a decade, Scott. Those teams that are getting a lot of points are usually bad teams that eke their way into the playoffs mm-hmm. because something else happened to another team. They were kind of fighting to get to the postseason. They're usually quarterbacked by a not-so-hot quarterback, and they end up facing a top-notch opponent, and it's tough to take those points. I mean, listen, we're, we got a couple of shops where we could walk from here from the circuit and get 14 right now, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. You said you're <laughs> not going to do it. I mean, it's as simple as that. So, hey, Ralph puts out some great stuff, some great information. He's a fantastic follow on Twitter because he's got a lot of numbers out there, and this is one of them, and it makes a lot of sense. I'm not taking those big points. I just won't do it, not with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. And what they'll probably do, even though, like I said, I do like this coaching staff, but they'll probably come out and run the ball between the tackles for a yard and first down and put this guy in a bad position to throw the football. So not going to do it. Not going to get me to take those points. New York Giants, by the way, the best team in the NFL against the spread this season of 13-4. and four. Uh, so we were talking about taking the points sure. with the Giants. Paul Bovey kicked it off with us this hour. He likes the Giants a lot in that game against the Vikings. Let's look again at the potential Super Bowl matchups and which ones are the most appealing. And this is from uh, NFL on CBS. And Scott, to me, uh, any any Super Bowl with the Chiefs in it is going to be appealing because you got Patrick Mahomes and uh, all the props that come along uh, with him. But the number one most appealing matchup, according to uh, – Whoever did this at NFL and CBS, he says, Bills-Eagles, that'd be a good one. Chiefs-Eagles would be a good one. Bills-Niners, number three. Chiefs-Niners, number four. We've already seen that one. Uh, Number five, Bengals-Niners. Let's see, how about number seven, Bills-Cowboys. I don't want to see the Cowboys. You don't want to see the Cowboys? I don't want to see Dak. We've already seen the Bills and Cowboys in a couple Super Bowls, too. (laughs) Uh, Leon the, the least appealing matchup would have been the Chiefs and Seahawks. You don't have to worry about that one now. Of the 14 uh, potential Super Bowl matchups. Anyway, uh, my, my projection for the Super Bowl matchup, and I've stayed true to this for uh, several weeks, is 49ers-Bills. Even though I've got an Eagles future, sure. I'm concerned about the, uh, I'm concerned about the, the Eagles getting past San Francisco uh, in the NFC, probably being a little bit of a skeptic because I have the Super Bowl ticket on the Eagles, uh, but I, I do happen. think that <laughs> the Niners are a little bit better defensively, and uh, Jalen Hurts' injury does concern me late in the season because he's not going to be fully healthy even at any time in this playoff, Scott. I don't think Hurts is going to be fully healthy. Well, he's going up against a defense if he has to play San Francisco in the NFC title game. If they have to meet, he's going up against a defense that can certainly corral him with that kind of talent. Uh, and my biggest concern in, in is, you know, a quarterback for San Francisco with Brock Purdy being a rookie who would have to go up in an EFC title game. And again, he's done everything he's been, he's been asked to do and more. He hasn't made really bad mistakes. 
But in an AFC title game, I'm going to take Hurts over over Purdy mm-hmm. if I had to bet it now. If the line was out there, that's I like Hurts. I, I like Hurts better as a player. There's no question. Sure. But he is banged up. Look yeah. at all, you know, both those quarterbacks have uh, have been blessed with a, a lot of playmakers around them. That's sure. one thing about Brock Purdy. He's playing well, but man, that guy's got a lot of playmakers Absolutely. around him in that San Francisco yeah. offense. All right, quick break. We come back. VSIN analyst Will Hill joins us with his best bets, one which is uh, going pretty well right now. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving in every game. Betting splits, another way. VSIN's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game. VSIN.com. Not only that, a lot of great content up there on the website every week. Will Hill, a guy who contributes to the website at vcin.com, joins us now. And a handicapper from the East Coast. He joins us tonight from his home in uh, Connecticut. Will, I know you're happy that you're uh, a little bit on the edge of your seat because one of your biggest bets this week was on the Chargers, and uh, the Chargers get out to a 27-0 lead, and they're in the uh, process of uh, letting that lead slip away as we speak, as only the Chargers can do. But yeah. you're you're still in decent position here in the second half of uh, this game in Jacksonville. Yeah, I just need to put one drive together and stick one in the end zone. It's the little things in games like this where you look back, it's like you know the going off sides by Bosa, not converting the punt when you get it at the five and having to kick a field goal when you had a guy wide open. Uh, even punting from the plus 38. I mean, what are you getting out of that? 15, 20 yards of field position. It's just little things like that uh, add up, but it looks like the Chargers do have a drive here. The one thing with Jacksonville's last drive, it did take a lot of time off the clock here. Is, uh, they left themselves very little margin for error, and uh, I, I do think the Chargers move on here, and it will make just a fascinating matchup next week. Mahomes and Herbert. Uh, I'm sure people will probably be on the Chargers. My guess is the line would be about six, but uh, the Chargers have always played them tough. They've always given the Chiefs mm-hmm. hell, so that would be a we could have a hell of a divisional round. Some of these games this weekend aren't great, but if we get Chargers, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, and then who knows, Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, 49ers, that's a that's a pretty good round too. Yeah, some of the games this weekend aren't great, so let's start there. Good segue. <laughs> how about Dolphins, Bills? How, how do you plan to bet this game with the Bills? 13.5-point favorites, touching 14 now at some books. Uh, you like the Bills, but you're not going to lay the points necessarily, right? Yeah, I mean, this is where it's just so important to be quick be nimble you know you get the news that two is not playing and you act accordingly at 13 and a half if i had to bet the side i'd probably bet the bills i just don't know that skylar thompson's an nfl quarterback plus he's dealing with a jammed thumb uh most banged up and uh so i like the bills here directionally i think a better bet is bills team total over in the first half you can get it at 14 and a half i just don't think miami's offense is going to be able to keep buffalo uh, off the field i think the that the bills will have plenty of opportunities to score plenty of drives and if you look at the two meetings this year, the Bills gained 450 yards in one matchup, 500 yards in another matchup. Uh, to me, this is going to be, you know, 21 to 3, 17 to 3 at the half. I don't know what the Bills do second half. Probably take their foot off the gas, getting ready for the Bengals in round two. But I do think the Bills jump on them early. So either Bills first half, Bills team total over. Uh, I think the Bills will be fully capable of getting their points here. So Bills team total over 14 and a half in the first half is uh, is a pretty strong bet for me. What do you think about that Giants and Vikings clash? You're looking at the Vikings laying a field goal right now, total around 48 and a half. And Will, I decided to play the under in this one. Are you looking at a side or a total? Boy, it's 
dangerous playing the unders with Minnesota because they're good on <laughs> offense and they stink on defense. If you look at the first matchup, and it's interesting, all the line movement, all these games, wow, I'm seeing a two and a half. I was just going to say, I haven't seen anything other than a three here. Uh, at three, I would like the Giants. At three and a half, I'd like the Giants. Anything under, I might look at the Vikings on a money line. But uh, I, I do like the Giants here plus the points. I just think you look at their matchup a few weeks ago, Christmas Eve. Giants really outgained them by over two yards per play, uh, about 100 yards from scrimmage. Vikings had some fluke scoring, and, and the Vikings line is beat up, missing their right tackle. Their center, Bradbury, is going to play, but he's dealing with a back issue, so who knows if he's 100% here. Uh, you're going to deal with a Giants defense that's going to throw a lot of blitzes at you. It's an immobile quarterback here with Cousins, so it's dicey here with Minnesota. I, I think this will probably come down to a field goal, but I, I like the Giants here plus the points. All right, the first time they played, 27-24, week 16, and uh, the Giants offense moved up and down the field. Yep. In that game, and I think uh, Brian Dable will have a pretty good game plan for the Vikings and uh, to attack the Vikings' defense in this one. I'm starting to warm up to the Giants plus three in this. Mm -hmm. I haven't bet it yet, but I think I'm going to play this before kickoff tomorrow. Matt, I, I was going to say, well, you know, I was telling Matt earlier that one thing that's held me off of the Giants is that difference in the point spread from where it was just three <laughs> weeks ago. They were getting four and a half. Now they're getting three. We just saw two and a half. And I know you got to make adjustments on the line, obviously, because the Giants – they got to be feeling like they should have won that football game, and they didn't. Uh, so I get it. But at the same time, that's what scared me away from the Giants a little bit of this one. Yeah, and I think the Giants have, have played their best football really the last month. I know they got off to a 7-2 and two start, so people would say, oh, that was their best stretch. But that 7-2 and two start was, you know, there were a lot of fluky wins. Tennessee missed a field goal. There were a lot of last-second victories. I feel like this last month has been their best month. Even last week when they had nothing to play for, and they're, you know, they had their JV squad in against Philly on the road, and they kept that game close. They buried the Colts. They played well against Minnesota. They played well in Washington. Uh, I've been impressed. I think this Giants team has gotten better as the year's gone on. So uh, I think that's probably you know part of the movement here. And that's funny. I just I haven't heard a whole lot of people like the Vikings this week. That always scares me. So uh, you know it's funny. We spent all this time talking about it. You know Vikings minus three, Giants plus three. Who do you like? It'll probably it'll probably land right on Vikings by a field goal after all this because the Vikings all their wins are close. Well, Greg Joseph hit a 61-yard field goal to win it the first time these team played. The Giants yep. had 448 yards total offense in that one. Okay, Bengals-Ravens. This does not look like it's going to be a back-and-forth, high-scoring, entertaining type of game. And you're going to play this under the total of 40-and-a-half. Yeah, I think the Ravens' only chance here to keep this close is to just play their style, and that is run the clock, run the ball, play almost like a service academy where it's, Hunley, Dobbins, keep the ball on the ground, some underneath stuff to Andrews. And, you know, this is going to be a situation where if they get the ball first, if the things if things are going the Ravens' way, if they get the ball first, they're going to get a couple first downs, and you're going to look up, and there's going to be like four or five minutes left in the first quarter. They're just going to try to limit possessions as much as possible. And uh, you can say this about Baltimore. They've played absolutely really great defense since they got Roquan Smith. They can shorten the game. I think the Bengals' offensive line is a little bit banged up. They'll probably be a little conservative knowing Baltimore's not going to score that much. So any chance Baltimore has, they're going to have to limit scoring, limit possessions. Uh, third time meeting, that probably that usually leads to a, a lower scoring game. So to me, this adds up to an under in, in a, you know, a 2013 type of game here. You know, it's interesting you said service academies. I was watching the uh, Steelers-Ravens game a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. I said, this is like watching Army-Navy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's going to be 17 to 13. It's going to stay under the total uh, like it does every year. Scott? You had those numbers. Can you uh, repeat those again for Will about the, yeah. the Baltimore defense? And that came from Next Gen Stats, what the Baltimore defense has done against uh, Joe Burrow 
because that's uh, I think pretty eye opening. It is, and, and uh, it also leads would lead you to think this game's going to be low scoring sure. and under as well. And it's one of the reasons I think Will you're probably doing the same if I saw the plays correctly that you're looking to use them in a teaser, which is where I like Cincinnati is laying the teasing them down to two and a half, but. Some of the stats on this, Burrow was held under a 33 total QBR in both meetings this season. And these are next-gen stats. The Ravens used zone defense, 66% of his dropbacks in those two games combined. His QBR in in that situation was 15. Yards per attempt, 5.6. First down percentage, 25%. And also it mentioned as a team that Baltimore had held opposing quarterbacks to the fifth lowest QBR when they played zone defense this season in the entire NFL. so And then when they disguised things, when they showed pressure and then they dropped off uh, right at the snap, since he couldn't get separation down the field, and those stats showed that Burrow was held to 50% passing in those situations under three yards per attempt when they disguised their coverages. And I'm thinking, man, I think Cincinnati's going to get the win because I don't think Baltimore is going to do anything on offense, but I don't want to have to win by doubles. And you almost have to win by double digits here to cover this point spread, which is eight and a half. Yeah, and it, again, it goes back to being nimble. There was plenty of time to lay six, six and a half, seven. Uh, when, you, when you're laying eight and a half in a game where you could have laid seven, you're just, you're just sort of doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know now it's an opportunity to just play the Bengals on a teaser, take them down to the two and a half or, or the one and a half you want to use the seven pointer. Probably the best, be, the best teaser left on the board is Bengals, Bucks. Tease the Bucks up, tease the Bengals down. You go through the three and the seven both ways and, uh, probably got yourself a nice little bet. You get a, a Bucks cowboys game Monday night that'll probably be close, too. Not the Will Hill on Twitter. And uh, we got about a minute and a half left. Again, you are going to tease the Bucks up. You teased, uh, you paired the Bengals with the Bucks on a teaser. Uh, do you like the, did you play the Bucks plus three in the game as well or not? Just on the teaser. No, I missed the threes. I actually lean Dallas as a side. I, uh-huh. you know, I, don't, I don't know uh-huh. what to expect from this game. I really don't. Both these teams are so wacky. Everyone in the world has seemed to pick Tampa. Everyone seems mm-hmm. to like Tampa. I think people are getting a little too down on Dallas because of that week, that bad performance last week. I know you don't. Nobody can trust them. Dak hasn't played well. I understand all that, uh, but I could see Dallas winning this game. You know, by a field goal or by one score. I do think Tampa as a teaser is a good leg. And if you, if you go in with an open le- uh, an open teaser, Tampa plus eight and a half, you give yourself some wiggle room to maybe play Dallas on the money line and, and go for a middle. But you know, you give yourself some options going into Monday night. All right, that's Will Hill, VSN analyst. Uh, Will. Thanks for the time tonight. Best of luck with the Chargers tonight and uh, the rest of the weekend, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate okay. it. Chargers are going to make him sweat tonight. <laughs> they were saying, will Staley be canned if they lose this game? Well, if they blow a 27 nothing lead, yeah. he might not get off the tarmac before he gets the note. You know, we're going to talk about some of the best, uh, the best coaching jobs, head coaching jobs out there in the NFL. If uh, the Chargers blow a 27-0 lead tonight, Sean Payton's probably going to have that Chargers oh, job. Yeah. Best job out there yeah, if they lose. I, I think it is. There's no, no doubt about it. If it's open. If it's open. No yeah. doubt about it. We're going to talk about Scott Spreicher's best bets. And also, did the Las Vegas Raiders make the right move with Derek Carr? And where, where might he land next? Stay tuned.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, it's a new year, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a fo- football, hockey, or hoops better, BetRivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a lot more. It's a whole new game. BetRivers Sportsbook, BetRivers.com. All right, back here at the v studio inside the Circus Sportsbook. 
downtown Las Vegas on a Saturday night, Matt Eumanns and Scott Spritzer, who is now going to uh, regal you with his best bets for the weekend. Huh. And Scott, you actually just cashed one. Uh, you played the Chargers-Jaguars over the total tonight in Jacksonville, right? That was my best bet of the entire uh, playoff card this weekend, and uh, nice to see it cash. Nice of Trevor Lawrence to help out both sides, man. He gave us some <laughs> points on the other side and got some points on his own after dropping down 27 nothing. so we'll take it. Yeah, um, what I guess my, my favorite play on Sunday is the under 48-and-a-half of the Giants and Vikings, and I understand like what Will said you know, about, boy, it's scary to, to play an under when you're going up against Minnesota. But this game was a dead under through three quarters when they played a few weeks ago. It was 23 combined points. And I know the Giants put up a lot of yardage, uh, but again, there was 23 combined points. It was 17-16 with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 33 points. The total was 48, 48 and a half, just like it is now. And uh, all of a sudden, there were 18 fluky points scored in the final three minutes. You had the under in that game, man. It was a bad beat, no doubt about it. So, the Giants are going to want to operate with a controlled running game. I don't think they'll be able to – they like to use a lot of play action and stuff like that. And since the Vikings just saw that three weeks ago, I don't think it's going to be as available to New York as it was in that game on Christmas Eve. Uh, the Vikings' defense is better against the run than the pass, and you know the Giants are going to want to play that ball control style and keep the Vikings' offense off the field. And then the Giants are better against the pass than the run, and the Vikings are going to obviously want to move the ball through the air. So the two defenses are actually at their best against what both offenses want to do and want to accomplish in this game. And the Giants, again, being better against the pass than, than they are against the run. I, I think it's a situation where Minnesota might have to run the ball a little bit more than they want to, and they haven't been good at it this season. Uh, I don't believe the Giants' play action will work as well this time around because the Vikings, again, just saw it three weeks ago. They can, they've had time to shore up some of those issues, and it's not that long ago, so... Uh, they'll be able to work on that. And again, it's not like either of these offenses excelled other than some yardage for the Giants in that first meeting. I told you earlier in the show, if folks just tuned in, that there's this real cool number that the last 36 times the Giants have faced a defense that allows 61% or better passing, they've averaged 18.6 points per game. And what it tells me, and when you watch this team over the last few years when the stat has been built, they tend to want to throw the ball too much when they're going up against a defense that they feel is bad against the pass. They kind of get out of their, their comfort zone and out of their normal playbook, and we'll see if that happens because obviously that, that statistic hasn't been built up with Dable on the sideline calling the plays. But it's as though they see that weak pass defense and they're going to throw the ball a little bit more than they should. Uh, they're also on a 27-12 and 12 under run, talking about the G-men, with an average of 40 combined points per game as a dog over the past three seasons. And again, I'm not a big trend guy or angles guy. It's kind of nice to have the icing on the cake after your handicap comes in sure. on one side and you see that. But uh, for those reasons, I, I played the under. It's kind of funny. We were talking with Will and he was saying, boy, it just seems like everybody's on Tampa Bay and it's scary. It's right. It just seems like everybody's on the Giants too. Uh, and I would be. And I think the Giants will probably escape this game with a victory. I just can't wrap myself around taking three when it was four and a half three weeks ago. So uh, the under 48 and a half is what I jumped on this week in this game. Yeah, I was at the beginning of the week and still have. I haven't bet this game yet. I've been concerned that the Giants are going to be too popular as dogs sure. in this game. And also, <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying here. I actually, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than people think. Yeah, I, I do. I think it stays under. And, I, and you know, <laughs> as far as any other best bets, I think the, the Buccaneers on Monday night, Matt, is my second favorite play of the game's that are remaining to be played on Sunday and Monday. And we've talked about the fact, you know, that the uh, 
Dallas Cowboys have not been able to win games in postseason with Dak Prescott behind center. He's one and three straight up. He hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked good down the stretch of the regular season this year. And I go back to that Ed Werner report, which, yeah, I watch that stuff, man, and I hunt for that. And I write down this kind of stuff all the time every single week. And Werner comes out and points out all the problems that Dallas's pass rush has on real grass as opposed to artificial turf. And when you see Micah Parsons, now I know you could say, well, yeah, that's on the road. They're playing against teams that are at home. But the fact that Micah Parsons has one and a half sacks in five games on the real stuff, but averages one per game on artificial turf, I think says something about this team. And the fact that they need a fast playing service because they're a defense and a pass rush built on speed. I think Tampa Bay knocks them off. I know a lot of people like the Buccaneers this week. I just happen to be one of those guys. And I think at plus two and a half, I've got no problem with plus two and a half. I really don't. Now it'll end up on three by the time the game's done, and I'm going to get a, a late-night text on Monday from Matt Humans. Because no. uh, <laughs> I've got plus three. I know you do. Yeah. I've got plus eight and a half on a teaser, and I've got money little line money plus both 120. Of us. Yeah, yeah, little money line action for yeah. both of us. So. On the Buccaneers. And, uh, you know, Micah Parsons, by the way, shot down Ed Werder's report about the grass. Did he? Yeah, I he didn't said, see the reaction. It doesn't matter. That doesn't oh, matter. Okay. Said, okay, cool. I think on Twitter he said, that's a joke. So okay. It doesn't yeah. matter. See. So, Scott. Take I still that, like Ed Werder. <laughs> take that research and shove it. Now, if I like grass. Dallas in huh? this game, I'd be saying this is a bunch of garbage. <laughs> Micah Parsons <laughs> right. is correct. But uh, I'm going to side with Werder on this one. Uh, the Dallas defense has been in decline. really has, I think, for uh, the past five weeks or so. And the Jaguars were one team that went up and down the field mm. against the Dallas defense. Uh, not that I think the Monday night we're going to see a real high-scoring game, but I do like the Bucs uh, to survive in advance. On Monday, so your bet. Those are Scott Spreicher's best bets. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Derek Carr because you can bet on this. Where will the former Raiders quarterback land next? And if you want to, you look up on uh, on the, on the web. You can find all sorts of columns on potential landing spots for Derek Carr. And here are some odds. We got a couple of uh, offshore books that put up odds on this. These are from DraftKings. Where where will Derek Carr play next? And I, I think this will have to be worded. Where will he take his first snap uh, next season? And uh, the Jets are Jets and Colts are the co-favorites at four to one. Titans at six to one. Commanders nine to one. Patriots plus nine fifty. And I can't see that happening. Uh, Buccaneers at ten to one. Could it be a trading places scenario, Scott, where you have Derek Carr go to Tampa and Tom Brady go to Las Vegas? I, I would bet on the two favorites, though, the Jets and the Colts. So, don't you think the Jets are going to make a big run at Lamar Jackson first? And if they can't get Lamar, maybe Derek Carr's a backup plan or what? I, I guess they would. I mean, boy, I tell you, that's a tough choice, although Lamar's the better talent. He's always injured, and that's what scares the heck right. out of you. And you got to kind of change your offense and what you do to fit uh, Lamar Jackson. So they, they might. They very could well. But if it's the Jets or the Colts, you know, I, I think the Jets would be the play. I mean – Matt Ryan was an absolute bust, obviously, in Indy. They tried Matt Ryan. I don't know if he got the, the greatest opportunity playing for either coaching staff that he was playing for or either head coach that he was playing for. Um, they might go the route of the draft, Indianapolis. But the Jets have done a superb job, Matt, loading up on solid parts just about everywhere but quarterback. Sure. I mean, this team is a quarterback away from being in the playoffs. If I'm Carr, I would want to land with the Jets. I really would, other than going to Indy. I wouldn't want to go there. Uh, the defense is solid. When you talk about the New York Jets, I like the coaching staff. Uh, but they're really good against the pass, talking about that defense. They allowed the fourth fewest points this season in the NFL. And guess what? You get Brees Hall back. There's a name we haven't talked about since Huge early weapon. in the season. Man. I mean, 
This guy goes over 1,000 yards this season if he doesn't get hurt. He was no well on his way. Six yards per pop. This is, he was like 5.8 yards per carry. You get Brees Hall back on this offense, and he's close to what he was before the injury, which he should be. He's a young guy. Man, all of a sudden, the Jets are a player. I would rather have, if I'm a Jets fan, and I know we've kind of ripped Derek Carr apart a few times for some of his decision-making with the Raiders, but I would rather have Derek Carr than Lamar for some of the things that you talked about earlier. How long can Lamar continue to play the kind of football he does to be at his very best and most effective on the field when he's going to be taking all these hits? I, I, I think that's the place for him. If I'm Derek Carr, I want to go and play for the New York Jets with what they've got built around the quarterback. You know, Carr's going to be in high demand because there's so many teams need a veteran sure. quarterback who can who can win, and Derek Carr can win. He proved that uh, in the previous season when the Raiders went ten and seven and went to right. the playoffs. He just he couldn't get the Raiders over the top, and obviously Josh McDaniels had eyes for other quarterbacks. Exactly. I don't think he ever thought Derek Carr was going to be his guy. Right now, he's got a chance to get Jimmy G or Tom Brady, guys that he was close to when he was in New England. As far as Derek Carr, uh, you can debate whether or not he was treated fairly by the Raiders. He had a lot of time here to prove he could win. He sure. never won a playoff game. Obviously, it wasn't all on Derek Carr. The Raiders have had the worst scoring defense in the NFL since Carr has been the quarterback. Uh, their personnel executives have made all sorts of blunders. And uh, But this year, when he had Devontae Adams and, uh, a pretty good, and, and the NFL's leading rusher in Josh Jacobs, Carr took a big step back from where he was like it, yeah. last year. And uh, Michael Lombardi and I were talking about, you know, some of the really poor decisions that Derek Carr was making late in games. I don't think the Raiders treated him unfairly. Where does he go next? Uh, man, I don't know. I think the Colts got to be uh, got to be an option, right? Geno's out there too. Geno's a free agent. You want Geno? Yeah. Played well this season. It's interesting. The Jets say they're going to stick with uh, Zach Wilson. Come hell or high oh, water. Boy. That's Rob, Robert Solomon. <laughs> I don't quite believe that. I don't either. All right, back here in a couple <laughs> minutes with uh, Scott Kellen. Stay tuned. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.